One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, yeah, your host. Yeah, you worked out. Yeah, anyway. Uh, we start with my show, the Andy Goldstein full-time phone-in with me. That's myself, Andy Goldstein. And the former lead striker, Jermaine Beckford, looking back at Sunday's action in the Premier League. Southampton 1, Manchester City nil. What a way to end your 29-match wait for a goal for your new club. Shay Adams is the man who's put Saints in front. And how it came from a Manchester City mistake. Zinchenko robbed of possession midway inside the City half. Stuart Armstrong snapping away at his heels. Rolled the ball forward to Adams, who spotted Edison and straight a long way off his line. Lobbed it over the goalkeeper and into the net. We spoke about that the goalkeeper sometimes stands far out of the goal. And uh, that he sees it in that moment was perfect. But even better, the, the way he hit it. Yeah, so... And the unbelievable goal, and, and uh, in the end, uh, yeah, for him, I think it's not, there's no better moment for, for scoring the first time. I think yeah. we played really well again, but uh, we make a mistake, and after our our chances, our chances to score a goal, we cannot convert. So we create a lot. We play so good. In general, we make a good performance, but it was not. Uh, all of them was not enough to win. A player like Danny Ings, he's, I think, 27 years old. We know what happened when he went to Liverpool. It didn't work out. They had awful injuries. He was there, I think, three or four years. Yeah. Is, he, is he the type of player that Southampton... They're safe now. I think we all agree Southampton, of course, are safe. Is he the type of player that they could hold on to next season? Because at 27, you're in your prime, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And he's been on absolute fire for these guys to, um, this season. Um, the problem they're going to find is if a, another club that... Uh, comes along which is looking to push for a European spot <laughs> knocks on the door I think he would be uh, it would be difficult for him to turn it down because he's he's been phenomenal and as you mentioned if it wasn't for the injuries he would be um, he'd be one of the, the in my opinion I think he'll be up there with, with with the England squad Do you think he should be going to to the Euros with England without a doubt I mean we know he doesn't start because of the great players that we've got in that forward line but should he definitely be in that England squad Do you know I, I would like to see him in there um it's difficult to say who he would replace, though, at the moment, especially with all the guys that are currently in there being on, on fire and, and Mason Greenwood as well um, knocking down the door. So um, he offers something a little bit different. I wouldn't okay, say he's a guarantee, what, but I would like to Le- see him in there. Liverpool 2, Aston Villa nil. Twice uh, this season in the league, Aston Villa have made life incredibly difficult for Liverpool. And Dean Smith may feel that they deserved a little bit more from this fixture at Anfield. Ultimately, Liverpool's quality up front was the difference it was unbelievable windy it's here really cold the cold, the cold is not a problem the wind is a problem for two reasons it changes the direction of the ball if you want to play football and it dries the pitch massively both teams 
had problems with that. But of course, the team with the um, uh, with more the dominant team struggles more with that. We found ways to bring ourselves in better positions, step by step by step by step, and then in the end, it was an absolute deserved win with two wonderful goals. A lot of signs of encouragement, but we're running out of games, so we're aware of that. What I don't want to be is a valiant loser. Um, you know, you, our, our job is to, to win games, and we're working really hard defensively. We're, we're so much better the, since Project Restart. Um, you know, we just need to, that that quality in the final third at the moment. What can Big Sam do any differently to to what um, Dean's been doing? And I'm not saying that in a, a disrespectful way, uh, disrespectful way. I'm saying like he knows the team inside out. He knows the strengths. He knows the weaknesses. He knows the best positions of the players. He knows the mentality of the players, and that's a huge deal as well. They are in a sticky situation. You said you think they can definitely beat the drop. They're one point below uh, Watford and four below West Ham. I don't know if they can beat it with or without him, if I'm honest. And I, I would love to see them do it because they're a massive, massive club with incredible history. Phenomenal stadium. I love it there. Mm. I don't know if they can do it. So overall, decent game. Scoreline's about right as well with it being a draw. Newcastle State 12th, 43 points. West Ham 16th on 31 points. Finished at St James's or Square. Newcastle 2, West Ham 2. I think when we look back, we'll probably think that we're disappointed that after getting in front a couple of times, certainly the second time, to concede the goal so quickly. And then I think by the end, you know, we probably were the team who were going to have with the better two or three chances when it got near the end of the game. But you've got to remember, Newcastle are in form. They've showed really good form so far this season. All credit the players, the players stuck at it. A point wasn't the worst result, but I think we'll all feel as if, you know, there was a chance here to take three. Now we can check in, yeah, that's what the kids say. I'm down with the kids, with the final word, checking in with the final word. Here's Danny Kelly and Simon Jordan, Kate Price's ex-husband. They're talking football. I'm guessing Simon's moaning about something. You've had no refinancing or no financial options to these football clubs. You've had a continued mentality of second citizen sort of second-rate citizen outlook, which enabled leagues to be curtailed because they couldn't run, raise the financing to be able to finish the leagues. And then you introduce initiatives like salary caps that are caveated by ideals that are based upon luxury taxes where people get fined if they go above their salary caps, which means they build it into their models. And then you've got the Premier League starting to talk about scrapping their participation in the Football League Cup, i.e. taking more revenue away. Then you've got the Premier League talking about the ideals of reducing solidarity payments and penalising clubs by reducing the money they get paid into the Premier League when they come out of the Championship. All of this is the precursor to what's happening inside the Football League and then you go to the piece de la resistance which is their failure, complete and utter degradation of duty to understand what a fit and proper person's test should look like and prepare for the eventuality of people that own football clubs that don't have the best interests of it in mind. And there's no solution for it. You can't predict, Danny, what people are going to do. But what you can do is you can facilitate a solution to stop them from doing it by introducing thinking into their minds that they can't just walk through the door on a football club and leave it hanging by nothing when it suits them. If you put bonds up and bounties up and you make people buy a football club and have to put 5 million or 10 million registered with the league, yes, you're going to reduce the amount of buyers. And yes, you're going to say that football clubs, oh, hang on a second, I don't want to introduce a barrier to entry when I'm trying to sell my football club. But if you put a bond up, it's kept with a football league, it's still your money. You still get it back when you sell the football club. And if you're buying a football club, by the way, you're supposed to have some money because going with the territory of owning a football club is the need to fund it, I'm afraid. So with all that in mind, I put the blame at this, at the door of the EFL, saying, for the love of God, mm. you let this happen to Berry, you let what happened to Bolton, and you've been complicit in allowing this to happen to Wigan. 
Back now to Saturday or game day. Uh, I've got to stop doing that. Anyway, this is Leicester's Jamie Vardy on joining the Premier League 100 club, which, by the way, is not a club you can just turn up, pay a few quid and... Do you know why? You can't do that. You've got to score... Uh, how many goals is it? You've got to score... What does it say? Anyway, you've got to score a certain amount of goals. Oh, yeah, we get it. Only slipped the defender and passes in. Vardy with a tap-in! Jamie Vardy! 100 Premier League goals! It's another milestone moment for Leicester City's main man! It's a good little batch to, to be involved in, but I don't just want to stop there. I want to keep going for as long as possible and, and keep trying to get as many goals as I can. Do you know what? I don't really get time to, to think about them, if I'm honest. It's, it's something that you'd normally say you'd look at, at the end of the season and, and have a look back, but come the end of the season, you want to completely forget about football and then before you know it, you're back in to start the next season. So I think it'll be one of them that, that I'll look back on when, when I officially retire. Well, it was another superb weekend for Manchester United's Mason Greenwood bagging two goals, or a brace, as some people call it, as United beat Bournemouth 5-2 at Old Trafford, which was live on Talk Sport. Our reporter, Don McGuinness, has been finding out more about the 18-year-old's journey. And I don't mean about how he got to Old Trafford. He probably got dropped off by his mum, but it's how he got into the... Anyway, have a listen. Pump it up, don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up, don't you know? The turn, the pace, the shot, and the goal from Mason Greenwood. He could be the, almost a talisman for the next generation of young players coming through. It reminds me of Van Persie, the way he moves and the way he strikes a ball. And it's young, the 17-year-old Mason Greenwood. If they can make him into a top player, then that saves you 60, 70 million in the transfer market alone. Greenwood! Oh, what a goal from Mason Greenwood! It's been an up-and-down season for United, but hope has once more manifested itself in a policy that gives youth a chance. It's in our DNA. This club is built on having your own local lads or your academy players coming through, and we pride ourselves on that. The academy players, they know what it means, and they're great people. Everyone that goes through this academy, and they're good players as well, they know what it takes to be a Man United player. Well, so just how did this kid from Bradford make the grade? Well, to find out a bit more, I've come here to St Winifred's Catholic Primary School in Wibsey, in the south of the city. The main buildings of the school, 70s style, are set off on the left-hand side off a busy road. There's a housing estate opposite, typical working-class area. And this is where the very young Mason honed his precocious skills. When he was here, Clifton Robinson was the PE teacher. Now he's a coach at the Pro Elite Academy, but he reckons Mason's progress was never in doubt. He used to spend hours on his own, practising shots, shots. It's the repetition of it, doing it day in, day out. It just becomes muscle memory for him. And that's why he, he looked like a really clinical finisher. Well, Greenwood's emergence has made a huge impression on all the pupils here. Inside the school building, there are pictures of a young Mason in his United kit. His former teacher and deputy head at the school, Louise Wilson, also believes the aspirational effect of his success just cannot be underestimated. We have um, children here from you know, a variety of backgrounds and for them to see somebody who came from round here aspiring for their dreams, it's great for them uh, to see that happen, whether it be a doctor, a nurse, whatever it is. So many boys say you know, when, from the age of six that they want to be a professional footballer and to actually see somebody from this school achieving it, 
makes them think that, oh, well, I can do it. Anyone can do it. And Williams will stride forward. He's laid a little pass in behind Pereira. Pereira to Lingard. Lingard to his right. It's Mason Greenwood. Chops it onto his left foot. And the deadlock is broken. So from kicking a ball around in the playground to the local team, scouted for United's development centre in Halifax and then the leap to the famed academy at Carrington. That's the pathway Greenwood took, but when you're dealing with children from eight years of age, just how do you keep them motivated? How do you help them deal with the highs and the lows? One man who knows is United's head of academy, Nick Cox. We have to remember that they're children with a dream who are in love with playing football and our job is to protect that love, make sure they don't fall out of love, make sure that every day is Christmas Day, make sure that every time they're pulling on a, a United shirt to train or to play, they're doing it because they're absolutely in love with it. And that is probably his biggest quality. I think when you watch him, he doesn't look any different from when he was running around in the playground. Any coach will tell you that players grow and mature at wildly different rates. And making that final transition from underage team to first team can come late or it can come early, like in Greenwood's case. And this is where United's head of first team development comes in. I'm really about how to help the lads get over that final last hurdle because I, I do think that's the most difficult part of the, of the club. Obviously, with, with Ollie's connection with myself and you know, our friendship and what, what we know about the club and how far it goes back, it's, it's a really good dynamic with Mick Phelan and the coach as well, so I'll link him to that really well. Nicky Butt there, a Class of 92 graduate, a top United and England midfielder, a man who knows all about the ups and downs of the young footballer. It's been quite a season for 18-year-old Mason Greenwood. And in the words of his manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer... The sky's the limit. James brings it down nicely to Greenwood. Oh, Mason Greenwood! Effortless, impudent, brilliant into the corner. This kid has talent to burn. Now we return to Saturday. Game day. (laughs) No, still not right. Where a beleaguered Watford were once again put to the sword. Who wrote this? Is this a Shakespearean thing? Anyway, this time they were put to the sword by a rampant Chelsea side with European aspirations. Who's written this? Anyway, Watford got beat by Chelsea 3-0. Here's Hornets boss Nigel Pearson, and he knows the severity. Again, another word no one actually says in normal conversation. Here's Nigel Pearson talking after the game. We find ourselves in a difficult situation, but we still have opportunities to make sure that as I've already said, we, our future is, is very firmly in our own hands and that's how we must, it must remain that way. We, we, we've got to work and do everything that we can to keep, keep our future in our own hands. That's the, that's the key to it. And, and I don't want people to fear it. There's no reason to fear it. Let's just, let's just take it on for the challenge that it is. Now, Saka, who's a teenage sensation, scored his first Premier League goal for Arsenal. And what a goal it was, by the way, in their 2-0 win over Wolves at Molyneux at the weekend. The 18-year-old was happy to score, there's a surprise, but even happier to have signed a long-term deal at the Emirates this week. Mm, It's weird, isn't it? He was happy to score, but happier to make lots of money. Mm, Big surprise there. It's a great feeling, you know, but... It's not really that great feeling that I've had this week is signing my contracts and being at the club that I love, you know, so I'm just so happy today that we could get the win. That was the most important thing. I feel like um, today was just a perfect scenario, you know, because we, we managed to win, but at the same time, I managed to learn at the same time, you know, I managed to learn a lot of things that like receiving and stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to watch back the clips and see what I can improve so I don't make mistakes like that again and I can continue to help the team. 
Now we can turn our attention to Hawksby and Jacobs and of course it's Clips of the Week from Friday afternoon. If you've not heard it, well, it's Clips of the Week from Friday. I've just told you what it is. This is Alan Brazil with news of live football on TalkSport. We have Leeds against Fulham Championship. That's three o'clock, TalkSport. And then FA Cup quarterfinals. We have all four for you. What about that? Norwich Man United, TalkSport 5. Talk sport five. I mean, wow, that's amazing. If it's a, that's how far Norwich have fallen. They're on Talk Sport Five. I mean, Talk Sport Five, as the deck coits from the P and O ferry, covers very marginal sports. Very so, obscure. Talk Sport Five. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yes. it's uh, me, is it? I think it is. Uh, back to yeah. weekend breakfast and a lovely accidental poem from Cass. Remember when Lukaku? He scored everywhere he's gone. You know, even loan periods at West Brom. <laughs> it was lovely, beautiful, it? beautiful timing, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was lovely. It's absolutely excellent. Yeah. Here's a caller now talking Bournemouth. You've got to give them a run in the side. They're coming on for the last 10, 15 minutes. And Callum Wilson ain't really pulling the, He's not pulling the roots out of the trees. He wouldn't be, would he? He's not a tree surgeon. <laughs> Callum Wilson's got better things to do than actually pull the roots out of the trees, I would imagine. <laughs> Brilliant. And we're calling this one. Goffey, best find an alternative phrase to massive decision. It's 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 a massive one uh, decision for West Ham, massive a massive decision for Pep, and a massive massive uh, decision. <laughs> big decision. No, Go a big a decision, Goffey. When it comes up again, big big decision. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's Simon Jordan now discussing Wolves' wonderful history. You've got to look at it and say, this is a great club. This is a club that back in the 50s with Billy Wright being married to the Everly sisters and all that went with that. I'm not sure that's right. I think it was the Beverly sisters, although maybe uh, Don and Phil were great trans-pioneers. Uh, Don, Donna and Jill, know. it was. Donna and Jill Everly. Oh, yeah. But it's, uh, it's also, I mean, Simon... He, he wasn't married to the Beverly sisters. He was married to Joy. He's married to one of them. He played for Wolverhampton Wanderers, not Riyad Rovers, did he? He was married to all of them. And last but by no means least, it's my other show on Sunday. Well, you've got two shows. Yeah, I have, yeah. 9 till 10 is the Andy Goldstein football phoning. And then, of course, the Andy Goldstein Challenger at Express. This is the best bits from that show with me, Andy Brassel, and Lars Sibbertson. Because things aren't going right on the field for Barcelona, because Messi is 33 and there's clearly some residual anger that they've wasted some of his final good years at least, and that's a feeling of angst that's been amongst Barcelona fans for for, for quite a while. Um, He would be mad, quite frankly, not to use his position as still the best player in the world, possibly the best player of all time, to get some concessions and get what he wants out of the club and get some reassurance over what's going to happen to come. I mean, as I said, it's possible that he could leave. I think at the moment it's more likely than not that he will stay, not just because um, we associate Messi and Barcelona as being a pair like bread and butter, but because it was always been his plan to, to stay there for the duration. But I think there must be a sense of frustration at the fact that things haven't moved on upstairs. Things haven't happened as he wanted to. Uh, He he said last year, and this is the thing that I think kind of, um, I I guess, marks the start of the current campaign, and it has been a campaign of Messi speaking out a lot more than he usually does. When he said, um, I wanted Neymar to come back, Neymar wanted to come back, 
but maybe the club didn't try quite hard enough. And that was the start. That, that seemed like a thing at the time, whereas now that seems very normal. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. A reminder, of course, you can download previous or future versions of this show, podcast, call it what you like, via Acast, Spotify, or Apple Pods. Before I go, let me tell you about two big live games that you can hear on the TalkSport Network. Tonight from 5pm, we've got live commentary of the League One playoff semi-final second leg between Oxford and Portsmouth, and that's followed by the other one, Wickham Wanderers against Fleetwood Town, also on TalkSport 2. And that's it. Make sure you join me and the fun boy tonight from 10pm for the first Sports Bar of the Week. In the meantime, Have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.